session of Journey Through the Bible, I have been challenged by the Lord to teach on the subject of honor. Why I say challenged is because it's not been a very easy topic to study, but necessary nevertheless to address, in order to provide greater insight as to what it actually means to respect God and people in general. I have taken several scriptures just to put some points across, but it is a vast subject to explore, and I am only going to be doing this in a short lesson. But let's just commit this time to the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word once again. Thank you for this subject matter today. Thank you for your anointing, which breaks every yoke of bondage. And thank you, Lord, for your great love for every single one of us in the body of Christ. Not only us in your body, but for the whole of mankind. So thank you, Lord. And thank you that your word will not return void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent, and it will prosper. In Yeshua's mighty name. And thank you, Lord, all the glory goes to you, mighty God. Now, the definition for the word honor, I have taken from the dictionary of Bible themes, and it states as follows. Honor is a great respect. The creation is called upon to respect and revere God as its creator. Since human beings are made in the image of God, they should respect one another. To start off the study, I would like to read from 1 Peter 2 verse 17, which says, Show respect for all people. Love the brotherhood, that is, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Fear God and honor the king. In other words, heads of nations. Now please note that it would be foolish to show honor to evil people, such as Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, for example, who is responsible for so much pain and suffering in the Ukraine currently. However, it is a basic biblical principle to respect or to pay respect to the authorities of a nation in accordance with 1 Peter 2 verse 13 and 14, a scripture reference which I'm sure that most Christians are familiar with. So it's not necessary for me to read it out now. Honouring God is our very first priority as born-again believers. We do this by giving Him first place, making Him number one in our lives, and treating Him with the greatest of respect. The all-knowing, all-sufficient, all-powerful, miracle-working Creator of the heavens and the earth and everything in it. Giving Him first place means surrendering our lives on a daily basis to Him, as individuals and offering ourselves to be used as vessels of honor for his plans and purposes on this earth. I also just want to mention here that for God's plans and purposes on this earth to take place, we have to be part of his body, which is the vehicle through which he manifests himself, the body of Christ, the church. Now 1 Timothy 1 verse 17 reads, now to the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Revelations 5 verse 13 states, 
To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. The same sentiments are echoed throughout the Word of God. The Lamb of God who was slain and who paid such a great price to reconnect sinful mankind back to Father God through the power of his shed blood, the shed blood of Yeshua, his son on the cross. Praise the Lord for his great and wondrous love. The Bible also says that God expects us as born-again believers to be vessels of honor. In Christ we are to be transformed by a process which takes place called sanctification. In other words, becoming more like Christ, more like Yeshua, and we are all a work in progress. To explain this a bit better, let's turn to 2 Timothy 2 verse 20 to 21. It reads as follows. Now in a large house, there are not only vessels and objects of gold and silver, but also vessels and objects of wood and of earthenware. And some are for honorable, noble, good use, and some for dishonorable, ignoble, or common. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, or sinful, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified, set apart for a special purpose, and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. So here is a picture that has been painted for us, representative of God's household or family, which has been likened to various containers, or utensils or vessels, some which are used for honor and others for dishonor. An expensive gold or silver dish, for example, is not the same quality as an earthenware or clay pot. Now, even though we are seeing this as an illustration, I just want to mention that this does not mean that God does not love everybody exactly the same way. He is no respecter of persons. The Bible tells us that. It simply means that he expects a cleansing process to take place in all of our lives on an individual and ongoing basis. Now here, in verse 22, it says, now this is a word for the younger generation, Run away from youthful lusts. Pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace with those believers who call on the Lord with a pure heart. Why? Because it's necessary for God's household to be cleansed of sinful behavior and disobedience in pursuit of godliness in order to be of use to the master. To better illustrate this concept of being a vessel for honor or dishonor, let me share a personal testimony from my own life. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 and 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Therefore, honor and glorify God with your body. We are all, in the body of Christ, called to treat our bodies with respect, for the body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. It's so important, therefore, not to abuse that which has been fearfully or wonderfully made in the very image of God Almighty. Sad to say I did, and having personally been the victim of an eating disorder 
I know firsthand what it is like to be a vessel of dishonor, but I also know the wonderful healing and delivering power of the Holy Spirit, of the Lord Yeshua, who rescued me from a very dark and deep pit of self-destruction and set me free. Praise be to God. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says, We have this precious treasure. In other words, the good news about salvation. Salvation means wholeness on an ongoing basis. In unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, His sufficiency and not ourselves. In other words, freedom came to me when I realized that I needed help. And then I took the necessary steps of obedience so that the power of the Holy Spirit could heal me and release me from the terrible bondages that were associated with very destructive habits of bulimia, not unsimilar to anorexia, just a different expression. Any destructive habit is all because of damage that is done to childhood experiences or even can take place in the mother's womb. But when the Lord set me free, I then learned to honor my body and to appreciate and love my body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Not only do we need to honor our bodies, but honor is important. For example, in relationships such as marriage, 1 Peter 3 verse 7 says, Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, with great gentleness and tact, with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship, as with someone physically weaker, since she is a woman. Show her honor and respect as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective. To illustrate this point, I'd like to share an example of a time some years ago when I stayed with some friends and had been asked to preach at their church. I distinctly remember the husband complaining to his wife about the fact that she was always running late for the meetings. Now nobody is perfect and in a marriage, of course, both spouses are required to respect one another. But I'm using this scenario to get a point across. God doesn't put something in his word for nothing. The scripture reads that husbands are to honor and respect their wives as fellow heirs of the grace of life, so that their prayers are not hindered or ineffective. Now the Greek word for honor in this context is time, T-I-M-E, and it is described as follows. A value, that is money paid, valuables, by analogy, esteem, especially of the highest degree, or the dignity itself, honor or precious. Food for thought. Since marriages are the building blocks of society, and I just want to also mention Hebrews 13 verse 4, which says that marriage is to be held in honor by all. So an attitude of respect always goes a long way in relationships as a whole. I'd like to also just mention Ephesians 6 verse 2, which says, Honor your father and your mother. Esteem value as precious. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you, and that you may have a long life on the earth. 
Now, of course, this includes parents who have since passed on. It means that all generations where there are parents involved to honor and respect parents. And this is something which is repeated from the Old Testament, from one of the commandments. And it's repeated again in the New Testament for a reason. Bad attitudes or unforgiveness towards parents, even if justified, are of no benefit to anybody and will prevent the Lord from working on a person's behalf. And of course, this applies to any relationship. Many a person has kept themselves in bondage due to not obeying the simple commandment of honoring parents. I honor my parents even though they've passed on now. My father and my mom no longer on this earth, but in my heart, I have a respect for them and am grateful to the Lord for my parents. 2 Timothy 3 verse 2 says that in the last days, people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. As Christians, the Lord requires us as his church to be different and act in the opposite spirit to the world system. Now, in this regard, I'd like to encourage those who might be listening to this particular audio to follow my husband Graham's Bible study series, if you're not already doing so, on the subject called the light of the world. This particular series will be an empowerment for how to operate as the church against the world system and how we in the body of Christ are to be the lights in the darkness. Now finally, concerning the subject of honor, I just want to also mention Psalm 8 verse 5, which says, What is man that you are mindful of him, talking about God, or the son of man that you care for him? Let me just make a note there that the Hebrew meaning of the word man there is literally mortal or man. It's the word enosh, E-N-O-W-S-H. And it's talking about man. In other words, what is man, man in the flesh, that God is mindful of him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. And the Hebrew text there actually speaks about lower than the angels as referring to man as being made in the image of God as little gods on this earth, God's representatives, in other words, on this earth. Not God, but made in his image. Now, this very same scripture is repeated again in Hebrews chapter 2, verses 5 to 9. And let me just read that. Verse 6 actually says, What is man that you are mindful of him? It repeats the Old Testament scripture. But verse 9 says, But we do see Yeshua, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, by taking on the limitations of humanity, crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering of death, so that by the grace of God, extended to sinners, he might experience death for the sins of everyone. So this scripture is speaking about the great exchange which took place on behalf of all mankind when due to sin, glory and honor was lost from man. That's man and woman. Having taken back Yeshua took back that which the devil stole after Adam and Eve had sinned 
through his death on the cross, enabling us to become the righteousness of God because of the power of his blood, which washes away every single sin and iniquity and puts us into the holiest of holies and connects us with God the Father. What an awesome, awesome thought. What Christ did for each one of us is mind-blowing. What a great and mighty God we have the privilege to serve, brothers and sisters in Christ. What an almighty God who chose us to be crowned with glory and honor because when we are in Christ, we are like Christ. As I said earlier, there is a process that takes place, but we have to understand and the more revelation that we have of who we are in him, the more empowerment we are going to have as Christians. God is refining every single one of us in the body of Christ. He refines us as if it were a potter who is changing and transforming his pot on the kiln. It's what God does in each one of our lives. But it's so important that we can have this revelation of who we are, that he has, through his death and resurrection, crowned us with glory and honor. I'm just going to leave with the thought of what an awesome God we serve. What a wondrous God we serve. How the people of this world, the Bible says that they are blinded because they do not have a revelation or know or realize who the God of the universe truly is. They do not know his character. But we, through the word of God, and as we have increased wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, we can then begin to start to understand how glorious he is and the glory that he has placed on mankind, on every born-again believer. It's mind-blowing. It's a lifetime endeavor. And only when we get to heaven one day will we truly understand and see. Now we look through a mirror dimly. But when we actually get to heaven one day, we will understand all things. But in the meantime, I truly believe that why the Lord challenged me to bring this teaching was simply so that we could just have greater insight into what it means to honor God, to honor one another, and also to make sure that we as individual people, we honor ourselves, our bodies, so that we can glorify God in all our endeavors. It is an insult to the Lord Yeshua when we disrespect ourselves because we have been created in the very image of God. And if we can just realize that he has created each one of us so magnificently, he created us in his very image. And that is an awesome, awesome thought. Praise be to the Lord God Almighty. In Yeshua's mighty name, may you be blessed, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Amen. 